It's Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. My name is Brian, and this is a retold episode. A retold episode of this show is a story we've visited earlier uh, that we re-upload to the top of the feed for some reason or another. And uh, this episode uh, it goes back to episode 36 of the show. We are at 107 published uh, here recently, and 36 was sort of a long time ago. But back on 36, we talked about rock and roll versus satanic messages. We talked about backmasking. We talked about what was all that fuss in the 80s over playing records backwards and hearing secret messages. Now, we're re-uploading this now because we just talked about Judas Priest on the show. Now, when we talked about Judas Priest on the show, if you've not heard that episode, we were talking specifically about their story of finding a new lead singer. Uh, after Rob Halford left the band. But it's an important part of why Rob Halford left the band that relates to backmasking. We do talk for a while in that episode about the court case that Judas Priest was a part of in the early 90s where they had been accused of putting secret messaging in their music that caused two young men to kill themselves in a parking lot uh, right around Christmas in 1985. It's a big court case. It eventually gets sort of tossed out, but it clearly uh, exacted a mental toll on Mr. Halford, and it does play into the overall story. So there is so much to discuss about the history of the Satanic Panic, the history of people assigning evil to things they don't understand. I mean, we could go really far back in history if we wanted to do that, right? But this is an episode from April of 2021, originally episode 36, where Murdoch takes us all to school about backmasking. Enjoy. We did get something in the mailbag. We get letters. This is Doug Martin. And and Doug, thanks for listening, by the way. We've been meeting on uh, doing a show about your your letter for a while. so. Uh, So here's what Doug's letter said. It says, since one of you guys was raised in the church. Yeah, that's me. Not me. What about the topic of backwards masking? Oh. I was young, and I remember being freaked out as a kid from Snowblind and Sticks oh, yeah. to the beginning of, you took the words right out of my mouth. Brian, since I am not the person he is discussing that yeah, went to this yeah. church place, uh-huh. can you tell me, do you have any experiences with backward masking or back masking and, so- and what that was like, I, what you knew about it. I remember hearing a little bit about it. Now, here's here's the the caveat to my childhood was that my dad got converted, right? So my dad was a rock and roller up until 1971. Like to the extent, and I think I've told this story before, that in like 2011, I asked him if he wanted to go see the Who reunion tour with me. And he was like, nah, man, I saw them. I saw them in 68. Like, you know, he was like, so he definitely experienced some of this stuff. So I don't think he necessarily gave it the same credence that a lot of people and probably a lot of people that he was trained with and and came up you know in spiritual stuff with uh i don't think he felt exactly the same way but i will say that i was not supposed to listen to the radio as a kid that was a big no-no and i was sneaking that and and using my cassette tape player to tape off my favorite songs and that was a big no-no and did you did you was your dad into rock and roll and then he found jesus yeah was he 
Yeah. So that it, happened. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it, and he was still okay with with exposing me to it and enjoying it to a certain degree up to a certain point, but he didn't know anything after like this, like after 1970. So I I'm really good and I have been since I was a kid. I've been I'm really good with like 55 to 70. Like I know that era pretty well. But when you get into you get past 70, that's when you really get into like the Led Zepps of the world and the and sticks and you know that stuff where you hear a little bit more about this backmasking of course i i think when you ask me about backmasking the first thing i think of probably is the paul is dead stuff right but right yeah and and yeah and i'm gonna just tell you about paul is dead because i i'm i can't believe that we fell for paul is dead i mean we've <laughs> listen as a society we've 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 fallen for a lot of stuff and you know had us us uh, you know, a television like uh, celebrity, like as president, like we've done a lot of really silly things. But yeah, a- a- absolutely, it- it's such a hysterical thing. Uh, so, do you, did you work with me in radio the time that we had to do the whole radio promotion around Paul is dead, around the Volkswagens no. and stuff? No, no, there was and there. Do you- we we have a mutual friend who I wonder if he listens to the show. If Gary Jacob listens to the show, I hope to God he he sends us an email or calls us. But uh, we both at different times in our career worked with Gary Jacob, who ran the largest Beatles tribute, tribute music festival, festival in in, the, no, in in either the world or North America, depending on which year. It was. You, you know what he does now? He does, and and I think he still does Abbey Road on the River to some degree. But he also got into the the cruise business. Of like cruising yes. with the turtles and stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is like, and he's like, dude, it's amazing. Like you just get to hang out on a boat. But uh, I, we anyway, this is a weird tangent. But we did because of that festival, we did a weird radio promotion. I think after you and I worked together, where I was in charge of it, and we were like giving away Volkswagens, and there was a whole thing about mimicking the license plate that was on the cover of that record, and the you know the whole thing. So because yeah. there's one like in the Abbey Road where you can see the Volkswagen and you can see the license plate, and yeah, yeah there's a whole bunch yeah. of that stuff. And did you know that the Paul is Dead rumor started because a kid from college called into a DJ and told him there was a backward message in Revolution Number Nine? Well, I mean, but it started. It started from a phone call. College but kids are super reliable. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but but the Be- the Beatles are a main important part of the story of backmasking. So, uh, Doug, thanks for writing your letter. So we're gonna we're gonna tackle this. Um, so the first thing for me, Brian, and this is just my age was in the early eighties. I remember Judas priest was on TV and they were on trial, um, for, for their backward, it would, they were in litigation because this family was suing them because their son had committed suicide. And they said that there was backward, there was backward messaging that was in it that said, do it. Do it. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, okay, so I kind of remember hearing about this. And Judas Priest, definitely not a band I was supposed to listen to. <laughs> that was definitely no, on, the, on the no-no list. No, no. I remember telling my mom about a couple of things. My mom was kind of freaked out. My mom's a pretty <laughs> liberal lady. She's like, what does that say? Didn't she buy you the first Motley Crue record? <clears throat> she bought me a two-live crew record. A two-live so, crew record? That's even better. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Yeah, there was no rules, no rules. Oh, wow. But you know the thing about the thing about Judas Priest was, and and even you know later, even in that trial, they asked Rob Halford, who's a singer, they were like, "Did you did you record these words backwards on a record?" And he was like, "Yes." And they were like, "Why?" And he's like, "I was 
I'm trying out new things. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's nothing weird about it. And so the thing was, is they were suing them for something that's called like back. It, there's a difference. There's back masking and, and back messaging. And, and one, mm. you're, you're, you're literally putting in a message that's in you have to search for that is specifically there. Okay. The other one is where someone plays a piece of music backwards and they hear something and they go, oh. look. And, and that became sort of the big controversy in the 80s where people thought that they were poisoning children's minds. So, so basically it's whether or not you admit to doing it. Or whether it's true, you know, it's like you can clearly hear where some, you know, people put these very obvious things in there. But real quick, just to circle back to the Beatles, since this really started with the Beatles, I think the thing that people don't know is they think that the backmasking and the backward messaging, everything, the backmasking itself, like reverse tape, started with the Beatles. And... And the song that people, everyone, they think of one song, and it's, what's interesting is there's two other songs on Beatles Revolver that are have backwards messaging and stuff in it. I'm Only Sleeping really? does. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite song on the record. Dude, I, so I'm it's o- so funny. I, I feel, okay, I'm going to real quickly depart from this conversation and say that I have this theory about musical friends, and I think that you have, you have like, imprints of the types of friends that you have throughout your life. And my best friend from high school died in 2011. When we went to high school together, our senior year, he stood up at a senior day assembly and he was the only guy that could get away with this. And he picked up an acoustic guitar and he played, I'm only sleeping. Oh my gosh. I know. Isn't it it crazy that like your favorite Beatles song is I'm only sleeping. Like, I just feel like there's like this like mojo thing that happens about how we find each other. So anyway, excuse that as we both cry. Uh, Anyway, proceed. We haven't even started. Look what's happened. (laughs) Why? Now we've taken a turn into adult contemporary podcasting. This is emotional. This is Uh, not an emo podcast. Hey, if I'm involved, it's a little bit emo. I'm wearing a Flatliners t-shirt. All right, right, let's go. But it's not only that song. So I'm Only Sleeping is my favorite Beatles song. And then Rain that's on that record has backward messaging in it. They even made a video for it in 66. Really? Um, and but, but everyone thinks it's Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah, right, right, right. That's the one I that's, think of. Right, right. And people have covered it, which is really weird, which is to me is like taking a dump onto a onto a Beethoven. Like you can't really. Um, like a lot of people have covered Tomorrow Never Knows. Yes, it's correct. Yeah, it's become like a, a a thing. Yeah, and you know when it starts. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you're right. Like this. This to me is so specifically Revolver in the Beatles. Like, I, right. I'm not a fan of hearing right. other versions of it. So, so guess what? This was not the first song that was a chartable song that had a backward any backwards messaging or music in it. So, what's the backward message in this? Well, this is just like backwards music. This is just them okay. like purely it, speculating. It, it, so, so some of this is just like like you were mentioning with Judas Priest. Like some of it's just like, hey, we're screwing around in the studio and seeing what kind of cool noises we can make. Right. So in 1959, a vocal group, they're called the Eligibles. It's E-L-I-G-A-B-L-E-S. They, and this is 1959, 
they got to 107 on the the Billboard charts with this vocal cheeky song called Car Trouble. And the chorus has the guy saying everything backwards. Basically, they've got the tape backwards. Car trouble on a lonely road. Car trouble on a lonely road. We started in walking back to town. Couldn't get a ride. Everybody turned us down. As we walked in the gate. This is a jam. Why don't I know this song? Okay, okay. So, so they do that. Okay, that that's the gimmick of the whole song. That that right there, when you play it forward, says, "Now look at here, cat, stop running these records backwards, records backwards." You know, um, that's amazing. And then, yeah, and the the other chorus is uh, something like, "You better get her back here by bedtime or by uh, curfew, you bum." It's so. <laughs> Silly. But so that was that was 59. So people already knew how to turn tape, do tape backwards and stuff. Okay. Okay. But here, but so, but, but that's specifically put in there. That is, that is where you're supposed to turn that backwards and you listen, there's a message. Right. It's different than when people are trying to find something. They're just listening to the noise and trying to say it's something bad. Right. And there is an actual term that means what we are trying to do when people listen to music backwards and they try to deduce if something is happening, if they can piece together the words and it's called paradelia. It's the, it's an actual term. We're making people smart this week. Paradelia. That's yeah. Yeah. We got emotional and now we're going for the brains (laughs) for all. This is for the nerves. The full package. So, so paradelia is the universal tendency amongst humans, amongst us, mankind, to conceive all themes of being like ourselves and to transfer every object in those qualities in which we're familiar with and we're acquainted with to something else that is intimately conscious. So like backwards messaging, it's we, we try to find a way to recognize patterns in, in data that's meaningless. Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually doesn't mean anything. But that's why we think that there's faces in the moon. That's bullshit. Uh, or like or that there's or are there something in the clouds that's that's just a okay. going wow it's like that doesn't really exist yeah okay okay so it's our so, it's our brains trying to make patterns right okay right, that, right. i buy that right so um so where I, I think the one thing i wanted to talk to Doug about was cuz there's this spooky thing about about that well sure about back messaging and what it really is do you think when it started the bands that were using it were trying to be spooky i mean the eligibles clearly weren't right like it was a gag there it was like silly no no but i I do think that before guys were just sitting around to screw around to get like stone teenagers to listen to records backwards i think that there were i think that there were some people that were were doing some things and trying to mess with people's heads okay and i think that that started with alistair crowley and so follow me down this gigantic gigantic loop so so in terms of like someone that's involved with the occult yeah, okay. who could be seen as a kind of a, a, a negative character in yep. pop culture at large, what he did that was in, that's important and relevant here is he instructed his followers to train their minds to work backwards, which was a discipline achieved through means like writing backwards, watching films backwards, talking backwards, and listening to music backwards. Oh. 
So it's and so he, he even hung out with a guy that that recited the Lord's Prayer backwards as a kid, some kind of crazy thing that didn't even sound real. But Aleister Crowley didn't believe in Christian theology, which means he didn't believe in Satan. So the high, so like haha laughs on you, Nelson, right? From the Simpsons jumps uh, in here. Okay. But but for example, for a gentleman named Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin who decided to buy Aleister Crowley's mansion. It definitely didn't put him into a good light of maybe being a guy who had backward messages on his records and maybe oh, worshipped Satan. Oh yeah, it, yeah. But anyways, anyway, so, but back to the back to the Beatles. So remember, we, you were talking about Paul is dead. This this is a this is how Paul is dead started, and it's totally weird. So it's a college kid calls into this radio station. Radio, here we are. Uh, yeah, in Cleveland, WKNR. And uh, this kid said, hey, if you play number nine, revolution number nine backwards, you'll hear, turn me on, dead man, turn me on, dead man, turn me on, dead man. And so then it was like, well, then what else is in there? So apparently, and I've never been able to find it, and then I'm, and I'm so tired, there's a message that says, Paul is a dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him. And so that became really what was the most the thing that that put backmasking on the map as being a thing it's like there's backward messaging on the white album and paul mccartney's actually dead but you know if you really wanted to ask somebody about about the backward messaging in the white album well you would just ask charlie manson because if you ask Charlie, and we've definitely covered Charlie, we have we have talked a lot about Charlie Manson. Here. Yeah, we yeah, and Brian Brian got to tell us all about with the Beach Boys. The thing was is that uh, Charlie Manson thought that a lot of those songs on the White Album were about him, and that specifically songs like Blackbird and Piggies and Helter Skelter were about this bloody apocalyptic race war. Uh, that never ever happened. So why would it make? Why would music that has backward messaging make people go crazy, right? So here's my pit stop, Brian. Okay. So uh, this is a left turn, or if you like to have sushi, it's when you have the ginger in between doing stuff or whatever. <laughs> so, so do you know the they're coming to take me away? Ha ha. He he. Yeah. I haven't thought about so, that song in decades. Well, that came out the same year as Revolver. It's okay. by a guy. I forget the name of the guy, but it's Napoleon Fourteenth. Is yeah. the yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. So you know that song. Uh-huh. Like, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ha ho! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Um, this. That's. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, well you left me anyhow. This, this doesn't need to go backwards. It, it's This just sounds like a creepy boyfriend on the phone late at night. Like, yeah. All right. All right. So, so stop. So, so if we want to go back to the idea that, that paradelia is just this thing that really has no effect on us. It's just we try to put things together. It's just our brains <clears throat> try to make waves. Right. Yeah, got it. So so what would happen if you took that song and right. play that song backwards? Oh. Because when they released the single in 66, on the flip side, on the B side, they just played the song backwards. 
and I can't, you know, can't pronounce what it is or whatever. But imagine you're in a Waffle House and someone puts this on. How long can you take it? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I can make it to 30 seconds. Oh, God. That would be a pretty good prank at a Waffle House, though. Right. Every so, so think about it. If you play that out loud, even if you're saying it's a prank, if you played that out loud on like a jukebox in a diner, it would make people get up and leave from their table. Yeah. They would leave. And something, it's like they're being punched in the balls by, <laughs> by sound <laughs> so much that they have to leave the room. And it's backwards. Yeah. Right? It's an interesting perspective to think about that the one thing that's an anomaly is the backwards version of that stupid song. <laughs> could show you how that could make someone go crazy. But, but so, so from then, Paul is Dead made everything huge. So this is why, you know, when Doug was asking about this, this is why things, it, it became a very famous thing. And initially it became this sort of like, hunt to sit around and play records backwards in your bedroom yeah so right? was it just a thing people would sit around and go like let's see let's pick up all these hard rock records and see who's trying to send messages from satan i mean what was there like parents groups getting together and doing this stuff and burning stuff in bonfires like this is ridiculous yes it actually happened so the oh, wow. but and it was like sort of the late 70s um well because when, you, when I, I think of two things i said earlier i think of the beatles but i also think of isn't there something about bustle in your hedgerow in, in Stairway to Heaven? At, at some point during all this mess, they asked Swan Song, which was Led Zeppelin's record label, issued a one-sentence statement uh, about all of this and said, our records only go in one direction. But what you were getting at, Brian, is right. So in the late 70s, there became this sort of, the it was like Christian television and this fundamentalist Christian-like stuff that was on TV, and they started talking about backwards messaging. Could it bypass the conscious mind and read the unconscious mind and make people do stuff, right? That's oh, that you're you're unwilling, whether you're unwilling or willing or not to do it, like it just takes over and you you do it. And that's right. criminal or terrible, whatever. Um, and in 81 specifically, there was this Christian DJ, Michael Mills, and he started running around saying that Stairway, when you play it backwards, uh, had a lot of messages about Satan in it. Listen for Here's to My Sweet Satan. Here's to my sweet Satan. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> All right, we'll go on. You, you'll hear Here's to My Sweet Satan. You'll hear some words. Uh, you, you've, and... got, you've got to watch this clip. We'll put it in the show notes because the guy yeah. who, who, who the camera pants to and goes, you hear that, is the best like he's he's yeah he's everything with the silver the silver fox christian fundamentalist preacher <laughs> on tv he is it's like it's like that guy from the sopranos but what happened hotel california got targeted yeah uh el dorado by elo um really Snowblind. elo 
Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, I, I listened to, I tried to, I actually found the passage to listen to it. I couldn't make anything about so, it. But it's supposed to say, Christ, you're infernal. Everyone who has the mark will live. Infernal. But, that's really what they're going to use. Like E.L. Jeff Lynn, I don't know. Jeff Lynn was pretty brainy, but do you really think that's the word you're going to hide? Infernal? Come on. Yeah. So, uh, uh, wait, Doug asked specifically about Snowblind. I wasn't yeah. familiar with that. What's the story on Snowblind? So I had to go and find it as well. And I finally found a clip that had it. And I did, I, I kind of got it, but it was kind of like the, here's, here's to my sweet Satan, but it says Satan move through our voice. Well, I, sticks of all bands. Like that's the thing that's cracks me up. Like Judas priest. I get sticks. I understand that they're named after a mythological river sticks. And maybe that puts a target on their back, but like this song, like this doesn't right. this doesn't seem like the song that's going to cause all that to me. Yeah, I mean, I, l- I, listen to all that keyboard. The, the devil doesn't play keyboard. <laughs> Do you think the devil plays keyboard? Let's take a vote. Mirror, mirror. Yeah, I don't think the devil plays keyboard. Also, the vocals are way too clean. Like you know, it's got to be angry and screechy, right? There's got to be think, some like Robert uh, Plant sex appeal happening before you you get Satan involved. I think the devil is the promoter. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. So let me let me bring let me bring it back to Brian's home state of Arkansas. So you ready? So this is great. I didn't know anything about this dude, but I'm so excited to read this to you. Uh, I have to cite this. Uh, it'll be in the show notes because I'm I'm kind of doing a lot of this reading it to you, but so. There was a piece of legislation brought to by the state governments of Brian's home state of Arkansas and of of this crazy liberal freak show of California. The bill was introduced to prevent backmasking that can, quote, manipulate our behavior without our knowledge or consent. What year was this? This is 83. Listen, without our knowledge or consent and turn us into disciples of the Antichrist, end Quote. This was happening the year I was born in Arkansas. This is ridiculous that this is what they were spending time on. This is why they, our government is screwed up. <laughs> they referenced albums in the bill, Brian, from the Beatles, Pink Floyd, ELO, Queen, and Sticks, and mandated that they had a sticker. And the sticker was supposed to say, Warning, this record contains backward masking, which may be perceptible at a subliminal level when the record is played forward. However, that bill was returned to the state Senate by a gentleman from Hope, Arkansas, named Governor Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That never never happened. Okay, so here's the thing. If backmasking was real, Murdoch, you and I both have children. Don't you think parents would have figured out a long time ago that if you could control behavior through recorded means— that there would be somebody that would sell us the opportunity to create recordings that would get our children to, I don't know, clean the kitchen or make their bed or stop being a little jackass? Like, don't you think we could put that in a recording? It's so brilliant, man, too. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that I think popular culture got us. Like, one uh... thing that, that's definitely, it, it was never, I've never was a fan, but The Exorcist, which came out a year before I was actually born. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, that there's movie still freaks of, me out, dude. Right. There's, there's that tape where the messages are backwards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was in it. And then the satanic panic is what they call it. I, I was listening to something a podcast after I 
I went and got my second COVID vaccine. Woo-hoo! We're um, start recording in the same room again. Hold and, us back. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I was listening to this podcast, and it was terrible. And these two ladies were talking about the satanic panic of the the '80s. <laughs> and I just also it kind of sounds like a hair color satanic panic, like something should. you would buy at Sally Beauty Supply. It does. Sa- yeah, satanic panic is great. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, the thing was is that, um, like, I love Slayer. And I'm 100% in on the joke that they have a song called Hell Awaits, and we're not going to listen to it for Pete's sake. Because <laughs> the first, um, like, minute and a half is is this these, these vocals going, Sayat, Sayat. And when you play it backwards, it says, join us, like, 70 times. <laughs> They don't really mean that shit, man. It's it's and if you and if you really the thing is, if you really knew more about the members of that band, you'd find out that like that is a gimmick. Sort of it's a sure. joke. That sure. the whole idea of putting a pentagram or or doing whatever or singing these songs about the Antichrist or like like it's it's like Dr. Seuss. Yep. So some some people did use it for the imagery and then and then circling back to the thing that I mentioned at the beginning, which was with Judas Priest, like the, it was the song Better Better by You, Better Than Me, which is not even a one of their better songs at all, which is hilarious. Like why would you why would one of their lesser, not as good songs make you want to commit suicide? It seems just weird. <laughs> But anyway, I, when I heard that as a kid, I remember listening to it, and I think that case closed the case on the idea that you and I were—you were mentioning very eloquently—that if we could figure out a way to make backwards messaging work, we would have used it by now to control <laughs> minds. But they found out in that case, they found out in that case with Judas Priest that that was ridiculous, and it was so amazing seeing. Rob Halford, um, who was normally like in a black leather motorcycle outfit, like, you know, like, like little tight leather pants with a, uh, with a suit on. Oh yeah. Looking really bored in a courtroom while they're playing his music backwards. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) can you hear him say, do it? Yeah. None of no music backwards sounds good either. That's the other thing. And it, 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 to a certain degree, it's like, well, yeah, of course you hate rock music, old guy, because you're listening to it the wrong way. <laughs> like it's supposed right. to be played forward. Right. So I, I think the thing that we, we kind of have come to conclusion here is that people put those things in there on purpose for people to discover messages. And then sometimes people are looking for these things as paradelia. They're looking to try to make sense of it. Yeah. And then I think there's a third category, which is just when you play a song backwards, it sounds awful (laughs) and it is terrible to listen to. If you need any more proof of that, I can once again play They're Coming to Take Me Away backwards. I'm heading to the Waffle House right now. Do you think think they still have this on the jukebox at the Waffle House? There's no way that anyone still has. (laughs) that 
<laughs> Dude, if you have a if you have something you want to get to us, the quickest way is email, right? It's we are the story guys at gmail.com. Uh, again, thank you, Doug, for uh, writing the show. And we I, I appreciate everybody that's writing the show. We're working on quite a few episodes uh, that have been sent in by request. And We'll have a bonus episode soon about a crazy story. Murdoch doesn't even know this yet that we got through through the mailbox about a guy discovering his own rock and roll bedtime story and asking for a little help to verify it. So uh, please check out the show and all the other shows that we do and the other things that we the work on at wearethestoryguys.com and send us an email, wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Now I want you to uh, tell everybody what they're supposed to do until next time, Murdoch, but I want you to do it backwards. Can you do it backwards? Yeah, keep doing the blah, <laughs> Keep telling stories. <laughs>